Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by Tom Rennie, as we often are in the studio, to uh, look back over the Premier League weekend. Um, we also unexpectedly had a revised Champions League draw. We thought it would all be done and dusted mm. by the time we got on air. But uh, no, two o'clock live. And um, yeah, we watched it all unfold. Um, so we'll bring you that as well. Uh, we also um, spoke to... James Allen, motorsport commentator. Of course, that was the big story of the weekend. All the fallout from the F1, and he put us right on a few things and told us how he thinks things may shake down. I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? We had a bit of a chat when we we could fit in all the sport. Here it all is. Seven minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. And we weren't expecting to bring you a, uh, a Champions League draw. We thought it would all be done and dusted, but uh, it was a complete mess. Although, for those teams that got what you might call favourable draws, uh, it means you're on tenterhooks once again, yeah, Andy. Course. Good afternoon. Yeah, exactly. Good afternoon. It's uh, it's pathetic, isn't it? Honestly, <laughs> that's so hopeless. Yeah. They're so overblown. Just do the draw. You know, they make it so complicated. So, you, who did you... Remind us, Andy, who did you get? We got Lille. Which you were chuffed with, yeah, weren't you? Yeah, we were the lowest-ranked team in the top group, so of course we were. But uh, and now we're going to get PSG or Bayern. <laughs> it's obvious, isn't it? I guess it was. There was still time after the draw for to managers to to talk about it. And one of them was Jurgen mm. Klopp on the Liverpool website talking about Red Bull Salzburg, saying that's a tough place to go. We won't look forward to that. We said, well, just as well, you're not playing there now. <laughs> you're going to, but you know, yeah, to be honest, PSG. the way City and Liverpool are going, no, they, they shouldn't be frightened of anybody. But I've decided I'm never <clears> watching Formula One again. I thought that was a what sort of a sport is that oh really that's the route that's the way you're going is it pathetic I thought one of the least satisfying things I've ever seen 12 second lead going into the safety car and and just you know when when he came out of it he was like they were like next to each other how could that be right if in a normal situation he would have had to pass those five cars and Mm. he never would have done that in one lap and caught Lewis Hamilton they changed the rules to to suit it we're going to have a chat with um, a man who knows about these things James Allen Formula 1 expert a little bit later on because it's interesting to know because I I don't know Andy you're no Formula 1 expert nor am I but how much I had it explained to me and then I was even more annoyed by somebody who does know from who does know his stuff said what went on but 
Um, how much leeway does within the the, the laws can can the race director interpret? Michael Massey was not more like Michael McIntyre. Yeah, <laughs> what a joke! He would have done a job. <laughs> he would have done. So um, we're going to find out. The wheel. James Allen tells us what chance uh, mm. Mercedes have of turning things around. You would imagine quite remote. They're quite happy about it in Holland, understandably, which is where we're going to cross and speak to. Uh, a Formula One correspondent out there who knows the Verstappen family very well. So I'm yeah, sure he'll be... see it the same way we do. Sure, he'll, he'll have a different view, <laughs> I would imagine. A um, couple of things to get you involved with uh, today. Um, we've seen a very sketchy draw take place by UEFA. It's all gone horribly wrong. They're going to have to do it mm. again. But whether it's a sporting draw, whether it was you drawing a raffle, whether it was um, whatever it was... Um, do let us know um, when when draw, when draws go bad. Look forward to it on the channel five for two hours coming up soon with a number of talking heads. So when draws go wrong, um, let us know. Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet TSH and J. <clears throat> and you do feel the responsibility of it when you do it. We've only ever done. One, Andy, on the show. Barry Hearn was mad enough to let mm. us loose on... The World Snooker Championships. The early rounds of the World Snooker mm. Championships. We did the draw on the show. And um, you do really feel that responsibility of getting yes. it horribly wrong, holding the nine or the six up, the wrong way up or coming up with the wrong name. But um, this was a complete yeah. failure. So R- Ronnie O'Sullivan ended up playing Bayern Munich. He did go quite <laughs> wrong. Could, well, he could. He had got Lille in the first <laughs> round. So he was delighted. Uh, um, yeah. uh, the other thing I want to get people going on is uh, Jeff Bezos' sketchy algorithm. Because if you buy stuff, obviously, from Amazon, um, they like to recommend things yeah. that you also might like. So you know, they've, looked at, they've looked at your buying pattern yes. and they think, well, this is available. Let's tell, let's tell him or her about that. And they might, you know, we might make a few quid. Not like they need mm. it or anything. So you can imagine my surprise the other day when my phone just flashed and it said, um, we thought you might be interested in this. Uh, and it's a £217 telescope. <laughs> I mean, I've shown no interest, uh, particularly. You know, I've, you have a better view got, of the producer. I've got nothing against. I've got nothing against the stars, but I don't go out of my way to uh, look through them, and I'm probably not going to commit. Which I, I know, yeah. you know, it's not humble. I mean, you know, Professor Brian Cox. I'm not. Um, um, the only thing I can think is I had the sky. Of, I had the sky at night on once on, on BBC Four, <laughs> and they've they've heard the music down yeah, um, Alexa. Exactly. And uh, they thought, oh, he's watching the sky that's at right. night. I definitely. <clears throat> he's going to get him. He's after after a telescope for 217 quid. So um, any sketchy algorithms that have uh, that have recommended things to you, um, I didn't buy it. I mean, I, right. I didn't feel duty-bound. No. It's, it's, it's a lovely. It's the ESS uh, LMB telescope 770 for astronomy oh, yeah. adult with smartphone adapter. I think what the smartphone adapter is yeah. for. So you can get ET I went with the 780 myself. Did you go with yeah, the 780? Well, it. it's got look, it's stainless steel tripod. Um, it's got the red dot finder. It's got the scope Barlow lens. It's Gary boy. Um, and it's got, a moon, it's got a moon filter. So it's good. It's fully loaded, sir. It's a lovely It's a lovely telescope. You just, I'm not interested. So anyway, let us know. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. If you're just joining us and you're celebrating your draw in the Champions League draw, don't because they're doing it again. That's right. They messed it up and they're doing it again. So uh, a completely new draw. Um, and there were some very interesting games, weren't there? PSG, Manchester yeah, United. It's irrelevant. <laughs> doing it again. Okay. Well, the chance of them all coming out. Yeah, Let's right. look at the games. You're going to come out again. We'll look at the games that won't be played with Andy Brassel when he joins us uh, in the studio. My football weekend started at Brentford. Yeah, what, you and, saw a lot of last-minute goals. Oh, I did, didn't you? yeah. And uh, I've worked out why I like going to Brentford. Yeah. Why I enjoy because I don't actually care whether they win or not. I want them to win. Yeah. 
but it's not the same. It doesn't make you feel. I bad. don't get that sort of. You know, if they lose, I don't get that sort of walk around going eight one and no, <laughs> no, no, tearing no, the place down. Yeah. yeah, but it was really it's great to it's, watch. It's, it's, it's kind fun. of joy. It's the joy of football without yeah. the jeopardy, yeah, isn't it? That's it exactly. Yeah. But I had a very funny thing that the bloke next to me, who's a very nice man, yeah, and I don't know if I told you, but I let him. I couldn't go for four games actually, so it just coincided with Chelsea games and various yeah. things. So I let him use <laughs> my season ticket. Yeah. And uh, and he, we'd been chatting and various things and talk about the show and people had come up to me and said, all right, Andy, how you doing, Andy? And, you know, going to, well, you should give up Chelsea, come here and all this stuff. And I sat next to him during the Chelsea game so he could see that I was a big <clears throat> Chelsea fan. So he comes up to me and he said to me, uh, are you who I think you are? This right. is Friday night. Is that this new series on BBC One? Yeah. So I said, <laughs> yes, I am who you think you yeah. are. I am. And I said, he said, I didn't realise. He said, uh, I've listened for years and everything. I said, what do you mean you didn't realise? You've had my season ticket with my name on it. Yeah. And, uh, the, the interesting thing is, he's a, he's a detective. It's <laughs> 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 not great. You're in the wrong game, not mate. Great work. I mean, when I, I've talked about Paul and Tottenham and everything, was this thing, I've got a mate called Paul who likes Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant. Sure. Come on, Sherlock, put it all together. <laughs> oh, he's going to get some stick for oh, that. No. Um, and so, yeah, uh, that's a corker, isn't it? I, I was uh, Somebody stopped me the mm. other day, just heard me talking, mm. and they, they came up to me and they said, are you Paul Hawksby or Andy Jacobs? Oh, no. And I said, well, some days I'm both, <laughs> on other days I'm neither. Um, so he said again, he listened to the show. So it was lovely, uh, lovely <laughs> to see you. Um, anyway, um, Andy, Andy Goldstein points out the telescope. It's got nothing to do with the... A sky at night music. He said, "That's what all peeping toms say." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe Jeff Bezos has got something on me. Andy. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, uh, eavesdrop on any conversation today. It doesn't matter who it is, really, uh, whether they're interested in motorsport or not. They're all talking about safety cars. 
etc. Mm. Uh, etc. Et uh, I blame every... Latifi. What on earth was he doing crashing at that point? You know, four laps to go at the I end of the season. I don't think he intended to. No, but what was he, why, why were they, you know... T- Pointless. I love the logic of that. What were well, you doing crashing at that point? Well, exactly. Anyway, I think we all know the fundamentals of this by now, if, unless you've just woken up after... Uh, and then then you won't been be interested. on nights. You won't be interested. <laughs> Don't even bother. Uh, James Allen, motorsport uh, commentator and expert, joins us now to try and make sense of some of it. Hi, James. How are you doing, lads? Good, thank you. One of the things that, that struck me and why we wanted to ask uh, you today was how much leeway... Uh, does Michael Massey have within the, within the rules uh, of F1, whatever that is at the moment, uh, how much leeway does he have to make judgments like this on the hoof? And will, will ultimately the FIA back him because they say, look, he's he's the race director, he called it as he saw it, uh, and he had, he had our remit to do so? I think that is exactly the question, actually. I mean, Mercedes, have, as you know, have put forward an intention to appeal the decision of the stewards in Abu Dhabi from last night they had to do that within an hour of the result and and then they've they've now got uh, basically 90 odd hours to decide whether or not to go forward with the appeal and bear in mind that the tri- the actual prize giving is on Thursday evening in Paris so there isn't an awful lot of time to work this one through otherwise it starts to get almost as embarrassing as a champions league draw um, but <laughs> but um, the question is how much leeway does Michael Massey the race director have i mean the rules are written down, but they're not. They don't envisage every single scenario of what might happen. And uh, let's say that accident, that very inconsiderate accident, as you put it, of Latifi's. If that had happened, say five laps earlier, what would have happened would be that um, they would have cleared it away, and then the all the lapped cars would have been told to unlap themselves. They would have gone round sort of at higher speed than the than the safety car to get it get out of the way, basically, uh, and sort of try and rejoin the pack. And at the end of that lap. Uh, the following, uh, the end of that, the next lap, the safety car would have been switched its lights off to say it's coming in at the end of the lap, and then the, they would have gone racing. Now, if you'd done that last night, then that would have been the last lap of the race. So basically, they would have crossed the line with Hamilton leading and and Verstappen behind. So what they were trying to do was to let them race, which was the kind of ethos, you know, let's as wherever possible, let's let the rules stay out of the way, and let's try and let people race. And so Michael Massey didn't necessarily observe a couple of the aspects that are in the rules about the about the timing and the procedures. I mean, the race director is there to, to ensure the safe running of the event, um, um, but that's exactly what any appeal will come down to, is what's his ability to to um, to to decide that himself. Wouldn't, I, I'm not, I don't really know you can tell us, but wouldn't normally, he had a 12-second lead going into the safety car, wouldn't Verstappen have had to have passed five cars to get to him? normally if they just restarted the race it does seem incredibly unfair that you have a 12 second lead going into the safety car and when it goes oh you're next to each other oh that seems really fair i mean from the neutral from a sort of lay person it just seemed completely unfair well no because that is what would normally happen in a race if as i say if it had happened five or ten laps earlier then um the, the lapped cars when a safety car comes out have a chance to kind of unlap themselves so you would be whoever was behind second place would be right up behind the leader for the restart of the race. That, it always happens like that. Um, what makes it seem really unfair is the fact that it was really close to the end of the race. And, of course, what makes it also worse is the fact that, that I mean, Red Bull were really smart. They had nothing to lose. When the safety car came out, they, they told Verstappen to come into the pits and put on a set of soft tyres because then if there was going to be a final racing lap, 
Verstappen would have massively quicker tyres and a lot more grip to make an overtake on Hamilton. The tricky bit would be whether or not there was time to get those five lap cars out of the way in order to go racing again. And that's where all the controversy comes from, because I think, you know, that's that's why sort of people are, uh, are finding this a little bit sort of hard to swallow, really, because there was this rule, there was this message from race control that the, the lap cars wouldn't be allowed to to pass. And then and then they changed that. And it's that kind of inconsistency, I think, which which people find really, really hard to take. And we're talking now. I'm mean, obviously it's quite tribal like all of these things are. So all the Hamilton fans think that the whole thing is rigged and it's the most giant scandal ever. And all the Verstappen fans think that, that, that the Mercedes team and anybody on Hamilton's side is like Donald Trump, you know, trying to deny a victory and a, a fairly won victory. So it's all pretty polarised. But I think what I see is a lot of neutrals who just feel uncomfortable with the, the optics of it. I'm very personally uncomfortable with the optics of, of the team bosses being able to lobby the race director on the radio. He has to be able to talk to the the operations guys in the teams to tell them to do stuff that he wants them to do. But I think team bosses lobbying and trying to get things their way is not something we, we really need. And I, I think a lot of fans will feel very uncomfortable with that as well. Um, I've got a question coming from Ishmael. He says, could you ask James why it was OK for the lap cars to stay between Saints in third and Verstappen in second? Why was the second place car the only one to get the benefit of lap cars being moved out of the way? It wasn't OK, yeah. He's right. And the actual wording of the rule doesn't say all lapped cars. It says any lapped cars, which is slightly vague and probably needs to be tidied up. But he's absolutely right. One of the big controversies here is they just got the cars out of the way that were between Hamilton and Verstappen. And there was a, there was a couple of others further back who, who ought to have been released as well. So Ishmael's spot on there. Just one final question, James. Um, I've, I've heard it suggested, because you get all sorts of conspiracy theories, that Drive to Survive has been incredibly good for f- business on Netflix for yeah. F1. It's grown the audience, especially in the States, which has obviously been the holy grail for F1 for a long time. They're tr- trying to get a serious foothold in the States. And, that you know, they felt the feeling was, the FA, that the sport needed that. Drive to Survive needed that. They needed an end game. They needed a, a one-lap shootout. I mean, what do you make of that? Um, it's an interesting conspiracy theory. I mean, one of the big, one of the big. I don't disagree with the general feeling that the sport has responded to this. this Drive to Survive has brought in lots of new fans, younger fans, more female audiences. All good things. All things any sport really wants to have happen. And I think the coverage of the sport has definitely reflected that, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. What you need to remember, though, when you're talking about rules and fairness of rules applications, is that Formula One. Unlike a lot of other sports, there's a, there's a separation between the commercial side of it and the actual governance part, which you don't see, for example, in football and some of those other and other sports. So the FIA are the only there to do the rules, to enforce the rules. They have no commercial interest in it. It's Formula One themselves, which is owned by Liberty Media. They're the ones who did the Drive to Survive series. They're the ones who want to grow the sport and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not quite as clear-cut with our sport as it is with some others, that you've got that question mark. And one of the reasons why it's split is to avoid so-called conflicts of interest like that, you know, where rulemakers are doing things just purely for, for, for sort of commercial reasons, which you do, you do find in other sports, but you, that's not the way it works in motor racing. James, thanks for joining us. Cheers. James Allen there, F1 expert, and, um, well, they could still go to the court of arbitration for <clears> sport, <throat> couldn't they? Uh, yeah. Depending on what happens later yeah, in the week. The strange interview with Lewis by Jensen Button as well. I didn't even ask him about the safety car or anything well, we afterwards. Would, it was maybe, weird. as we said, it was a kind of FI official interview. Yeah, but, you know, it still looks bad, you know. No, it does, yeah.
you know, not Frost Nixon, was it? No, Bernie? I'm never watching again. That's it. That's it. You've got off the sport, so it's put you off the sport. Yeah, Andy. I just thought it was pathetic. What with that? Way. What with that? And Chelsea getting sort of Krakatoa in the next round. Now you're going to get PSG. I'm not happy. You're not happy, are you? No. Um, I just had um, Leicester City fans. Um, you're playing Randers, which is going to confuse a lot of sort of West Ham Randers. fans. Randers. <laughs> West Ham fans saying, ain't going to play football? Now they're playing Randers. <laughs> I love a game of Randers. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, Hawksby and Jacobs here on, on the Talk Sport. It's gone mm. two o'clock, and with the kind of precision we've got used to from UEFA, they haven't started the draw yet. They're still having so, lunch, aren't they? They are. They're probably having a nice leisurely lunch, and that all went rather well, I think. So, uh, anyway, it's coming up. Just to remind you, for, it's absolutely pointless what I'm about to do, but who knows? Some of these may come out again, but uh, who are going to be the winners and losers? This was the first draw. Benfica versus Real Madrid. Villarreal versus Manchester City, having originally been pulled out of Manchester United, which they couldn't do, of course, because they're in the same group. Um, Atletico versus Bayern Munich. There's some good games in this. Zortzburg-Liverpool, which Liverpool I'm sure would have been delighted with. Inter-Ajax, another game of European giants. Sporting versus Juve. Chelsea got Lille, which is the lowest ranked team in the competition. So Andy, you're obviously delighted with oh, that yeah, original draw. And, and it was uh, the mouthwatering prospect of Messi versus Ronaldo. PSG versus Manchester United. So there would have been a reluctance, I think, of uh, UEFA to uh, redraw that because there are some very, very entertaining games in there. But, but none of those are going to be played now. So uh, we await the new draw, which uh, as yet has not started. Hapless. I, I think that's pretty true. We asked you about your own draw, cock-ups. Um, due to circumstances, I ended up running two teams uh, at under-11s about 10 years ago. We ended up drawing each other in the Shropshire County Cup. Didn't go down too well with my parents. My original team won 10-0, says uh, Stuart. You want to be managing both sides at once. Not very good. Um, before I proposed to my wife, I went to the circus to ask the manager if I could do it in a circus ring. It's novel. Steve, the Chelsea fan. He suggested he would get me to draw the raffle at the interval. When we got to the circus the next day, I tried everything to not let my family buy a raffle ticket. But without me knowing, my fiancé had bought a ticket. So when I went to draw the ticket, before I proposed, I pulled out the number, and it was only my daughter's ticket that won a giant teddy line. What's a teddy line? That's an odd hybrid. Um, anyway, Steve, thank you very much for that. So uh, some of your draw fails after UEFA. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSHJ. And I mentioned earlier on Jeff Bezos's, uh, Jeff Bezos's quite um, quirky algorithm that thought, based on absolutely nothing at all, uh, I might be interested in buying a telescope, my hmm. phone told me recently. 217 quid's worth of telescope. I wasn't, basically. I'd never shown any yeah. interest in it. Um, and Steve Pye says, because I bought the 2005 Ashes DVD, Amazon thought, Amazon thought I might be interested in Australia's five England nil DVD. <laughs> DVD oh, yeah, of the sure. six seven series. <laughs> I swore at their email. Man swearing at emails. That's not healthy, Steve. So keep those coming as well. Dodgy algorithms, flashing stuff up that you don't quite understand. And your draw fails. Talksport.com, text eight ten eighty nine, tweet T S H and J. Your lucky cat didn't work. Me no, that. I didn't. I, I, he burnt it. You said I you burnt it. Yeah, put it in an urn. Put it in an urn, and we'll play for it at some point. But yeah, I, I gave Andy a baggy green um, the other day. The uh, very nice, iconic uh, Australian cat that they say you can't buy anywhere, but actually you can buy from Jeff and his algorithm. Um, and <laughs> and Andy, I you're said you're going to get a lot of Australian cricket gear yeah. coming through. <laughs> I'm going to get that DVD that Steve Pye life size model of Daddle. So that'll yeah. be on your list. <laughs> That's right. All this Australian cricket stuff. Uh, Glenn McGrath T-shirt. The 
Um, yeah, you, so I said wear it because that'll be the reverse because you'll bock the Australians mm. if you wear their um, iconic cap. And of course, it, bo- it the way it went, the way we thought it would go. We sat, we were speaking about the cricket the other day, saying yeah. what will probably happen is that uh, Milan and um, Root will be out in about five minutes and we'll collapse. And it's what the happened- hope that kills you? Because <laughs> there was just a glimmer of hope that if they could have batted well and seen the new ball off, and you know, but it wasn't to be. And you know, I, I find Root and just. You know, I just don't get him. I just don't get his thinking. To, to, after all that, he said, and no, I didn't make the wrong decision. If we'd made more runs, it, my decision would have been fine. But that's why you didn't make more runs, because you made that decision. He can't see that he, he got it wrong completely, no. and he did, and it's sad. Uh, uh, UEFA oh, yeah. currently are back. They're just about to start the draw. They're apologising for having to come back here this afternoon. Yeah. The original draw caused by a malfunction of the software. It's that's right. Oh, yeah, that's run through an outside provider. Oh, of course, it not is, us, yeah. Gov. No, no, not nothing us. to do with us. No, that's it's got to look right. of Ranieri about him, isn't he? That fellow. He has got. He does look like a. He does look like a young Ranieri. I said, was it uh, Giorgio Marchetti? I think it is the yeah. from from UEFA. Yeah. So the full draw will be uh, redone. They're just explaining why. It didn't happen this morning. Um, that's right. Uh, everything's going to be checked. Apparently, this time they're not going to get it wrong. <sighs> This, 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 this means that the draw may be slightly longer. Oh, good. Of course it will. Yeah. <laughs> we might as well just wait till it's over and then tell you what it is. They'll probably they? do the last one at four, a drive. Anyway, you know all the teams that are going to be drawn, and as soon as it starts, we'll, we'll bring that to you very, very shortly. You see that Ralph Harson Hoodle oh, yeah. has gone from scuba diving suit that he used to wear. Yeah. He's now John Steed of the Avengers. Oh, so, you see that what? triple... He's sort of like very nice. Um, I missed it. He's gone oh, from yeah. under manager of a Tyrolean resort. <laughs> he was starting to dress like it that. It was like a he? sort of three piece suit and a very nice shirt and he tie. He changed at half time, yeah. John Turner. Well, that's his new it's thing. Like David Bowie. No, it's, it's like an actress at the Oscars. He has a different out. And then it, for the after match interviews, he's going to put another outfit on. Wow, he's gay. Nice, he's right it? into it, isn't he? He's fantastic. Oh, well, there's some. Well. Here we are. We seem, to be, um, we seem to be making a bit of a start. And uh, okay, the little uh, footballs are being unscrewed as we speak. <laughs> OK, and we start the game with the procedure. FC Salzburg. FC Salzburg have, uh, have popped up. I, I mean, I'll keep an eye on this because we've got no uh, sound. We're just following this. And so FC Salzburg, who are they likely to draw? Remember the first time around, they had Liverpool. So uh, okay. let's see who they have uh, this time. As you said, it is taking quite a lot long because everyone is being checked uh, by the auditor and they're taking an awfully long time to uh, get the second ball out. So uh, here we go. The ones that can't be drawn, Andreas Sharvin's all looking a bit confused. He's standing there waiting to be told uh, what to open. He's still hoping the draw will be tomorrow. It's a bit yeah. like his transfer. Yeah. Wow, it is. I mean, they, they do seem to overcomplicate this draw, don't they? Yeah, of course they do. Boxes and boxes of balls. So, okay, Zortzberg, who have they got? There we are, Andrea Sharvin, just about to do the honours. <laughs> it's just rubbish, isn't it? Honestly, it's pathetic. And they will take on Bayern Munich. Munich. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. good. Fair enough. Well, an RB versus a Bayern, there'll be a bit of. Uh, so they would have had Liverpool. Be, they would have had Liverpool, but, but they've now, now they've got, got Bayern. They've now got Bayern. I mean, really, not a, to be not fair. a great improvement for them, <laughs> really. It hasn't honest. panned out particularly well in either case. <laughs> As here we go, then. Uh, Giorgio's just uh, giving us the uh, the second name out of the hat, and that is. Sporting. Sporting of Portugal. Sporting of Portugal, yep. So uh, Sporting are coming out the hat. Uh, they originally had Juventus, yeah, so they'll so be able to something they, yeah. a touch more favourable. Uh, they have to decide the teams they can't play because if they played in the group stage, 
and our man from UEFA has to go in and keep removing. I mean, honestly, it's like a croupier's job, <laughs> this, isn't it? It's isn't very it? complicated. <laughs> oh, you can see why it went wrong the first time out. I mean, he wasn't grey before this draw started, the bloke <laughs> taking the balls out, but he is now. It's <laughs> prematurely grey, isn't it's he? It's marvellous, isn't it? It's quite easy for Andre Charme. You can't blame him. All he has to do is just pick a ball out. No, so, not his fault. who have Sporting got? I say Juve last time, this time, Andre, it is. We'll play. Some good unscrewing there by the former Arsenal man. And uh, he shows us the uh, magic piece of paper, and that is Manchester, Manchester City. City have got uh, sporting. sporting. So who yes. did City have originally? Manchester City uh, had uh, Villarreal uh, first. Yeah, so about similar. Yeah, so. I would say. Uh, you know, they were going to be whoever Portuguese they connections there. So so far, Salzburg, Bayern Munich, uh, Sporting Lisbon versus Manchester City. That's the draw uh, currently. Next one out is Benfica. Uh, so Benfica have come out. And let's see who Benfica are going to be playing. There we are. They're, they've got the ball readjustment going on, if you, if you know what I mean. That, that's something we've done like at the those moment. Those pants I bought. Yeah, those ones you bought on. on. Yeah, but I mean, you didn't have to be quite as graphic as that, Andy. But I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that one. So, yeah, there's a slight delay where they try and sort that out. Um, uh, have you ever seen anything as pathetic as this, honestly? It's chronic, isn't it? The way they're doing it. Yeah, it is. Uh, yep. Yeah. So this is the only way. Yeah, it's just uh, they have to make sure that they put all the right balls into that pot from all the different groups. So Benfica, uh, they will play. Originally, uh, Benfica were playing Real Madrid. Um, this time around, uh, they None find themselves. Borough. Yeah, <laughs> it's Ajax. <laughs> it's Ajax. Ajax uh, so uh, yeah. Ajax, who were supposed to be playing Inter, but it is now Salzburg by Munich. Sporting Lisbon versus Manchester City, Benfica v Ajax, and uh, we continue then with mm. the draw. So next up, here we are, the slow unscrewing of the balls. Nothing like a a drawing, complete silence to uh, Chelsea. Well, here we go, Andy. Oh, yeah, Chelsea. <laughs> here we go. We this play. could make for a very interesting another uh, hour and three quarters from Andy's point of view. Depending on who they drew, they drew Lille, the lowest ranked team. Mumbai before. Indians. That's right. That's world challenges. Anything could happen in this draw, couldn't it, at the moment? Yeah. So uh, who's coming out next? Um, we're going to make sure he takes them all out the right pot so we don't get another cock up. But um, say it was Chelsea Lille last time. So let's see uh, who they get. Oh, so a limit to the sides they can get based on what happened in the group. So, uh, let's see who it is. Chelsea will play. Come on, Andre. Unscrew those balls, mate. Get moving. Here we go with the magic piece of paper, uh, which says... Leo! <laughs> you were destined. Fated. Oh, look at He's in a very good mood now. Oh, that's good. He's in a very good well, mood. No yeah. easy games in the Champions League, but that's a better... Yeah. Although Adrian Durham did get in touch with me earlier on, and he said Chelsea couldn't beat Burnley, so what makes him think they're going to beat Lille? Yeah, yeah it's a usually intelligent comment from Adrian there. <laughs> Was he at, at the match? O'clock. I think we could have won about sixteen nil. Uh, Atletico Madrid are next out of the hat. Okay, so we're uh, at Peterborough. Are they in the draw? Uh, oh no, they're not. What a surprise! I didn't mean to dwell on it this long. Um, uh, okay, Atletico uh, come out, and uh, they had Bayern last time around. So uh, anything could be a bonus uh, after that. So um, let's see. Matched, you know, who they get? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we await that. Andre Chavez ready to go. He's just got two to choose from there. It's all looking above board so far. Nothing's gone wrong as far as we can tell. So here we go. Um, 
it's uh, Atletico Madrid versus Manchester United. United. So there we are. Yeah, uh, I think they'll fancy this chance. I think United Manchester United, United they're not the best Atletico side. They're, they're so just a reminder, um, they originally got PSG. So Salzburg, Bayern, Sporting versus Man City, Benfica, Ajax, Chelsea, Lille, which was the same as the first. Cristiano story. going back to Madrid. He certainly is. Um, uh, Atletico versus Manchester United. Villarreal are out of the hat now. And as uh, long as it doesn't say Manchester United, the next ball, I think we might be all right. <laughs> so, uh, Villarreal originally it? got Manchester City. Um, so, uh, let's see. what. There's still other teams left, Andy. Oh, I see. Yeah. Got Madrid and Liverpool and other teams to come out. So, um, it's uh, Villarreal uh, and they will play. Just a waiting. Um, <clears> yes. <throat> so, here we go. Ronnie O'Sullivan. Oh, no. Juventus. Yeah, uh, Villarreal will play... You, you're not helping, Andy. We'll play... <laughs> some people have written down Ronnie O'Sullivan and uh, Royal Challengers, Bangalore and Nuneaton Borough. <laughs> so there we are. Salzburg, Bayern, Sporting City, Benfica, Ajax, Chelsea and Lille, Atletico, Manchester United, Villarreal, Juve, and finally, I think, uh, it's uh, Inter. Well, there's still more to come out, isn't there? Of course, I'm going mad. Keep going. Let's just keep going, guys. <laughs> I say finally... Um, and uh, yes, who's coming out next? It is uh, Inter uh, currently, and uh, they will. Play. The only available option is Liverpool. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I think so it, it must is. be Liverpool. It must be Liverpool. <laughs> Inter versus Liverpool. That is a harder game that. for Liverpool. I still fancy <clears throat> Liverpool, but that's, well, yeah. that is a harder game for them. No question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, there we are, and uh, we have one more to go. And it's PSG, PSG versus yes. well, Real, I don't, Real Madrid. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Yes, I don't trust them. Uh, not for it not to say uh, somebody else. So let's make sure they do get that. It's the only one it can possibly be. But which is what it confirmed. was originally: PSG and Real Madrid. Was it was it? PSG Manchester United. The oh, first yeah, yeah, yeah. PSG was Manchester United. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, uh, Real Madrid had Benfica. An altogether uh, easier draw, you oh, would yes, think. But yes, tougher. so there it is: uh, PSG versus Real Madrid. So, there we are. What about that? That concludes the draw for the Champions League, the second draw today. Games to be played in February at some point. I haven't got the dates in front of me. So, there we are. That's it. Um, it is Salzburg versus Bayern, Sporting Lisbon versus Manchester City, Benfica v Ajax, Chelsea, Lille, Atletico versus Manchester United, Villarreal versus Juventus, Inter v Liverpool, PSG versus Real Madrid. So it was PSG United, PSG Real Madrid, another great game of football. Yeah. So there, there we, we are. Go. Well, there, that's exciting. That is it? the revised and bona fide draw for uh, the uh, Champions League. We'll bring you some more reaction to that. I'm sure there'll be more throughout the day. Interesting to know what you... What would you have preferred, the first draw or the second draw, folks? Let us know. If you've got skin in this particular I, game... I preferred the first draw. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you drew Lille, much yeah. as you did. And you're, he's in such a good mood now. He was so... It would have been a lot funnier if they'd got PSG, but it would have been a bit awkward, I think. The language in the breaks would have been a bit fruity. So there we are. Um, yeah, react to Hopefully the they'll have improved. They weren't great on Saturday, so we'll see. City had Villa round now. They've got Sporting, uh, Manchester United had PSG. Now they've got uh, Atletico and uh, Liverpool have got Inter when they previously had Salzburg. So, yeah, a few things to focus the mind there. Uh, Tom Rennie will be joining us shortly. We're going to pour over the Premier League weekend. We'll get his thoughts on uh, that Champions League draw as well. But, yeah, our focus will be on uh, some of the talking points from this 
Premier League weekend. Some people suggested we should have had Pelé on in the background. A bit of Pelé would have been nice. It would have been nice to have a little bit of incidental music, even dramatic yeah. draw music. Well, that would have, would have been Pelé wasn't really relevant. Something no. a bit more European. Yeah, that would have been that. Anyway, it's too late now. We've done it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> There we switch our attention from uh, the uh, Champions League and that uh, revised draw to the Premier League. It was eventful, as uh, always. Mark Halsey will join us a little bit later on, former Premier League referee. He called uh, VAR this weekend an absolute shambles, mm. and uh, he'll tell us more. But we may touch on it mm. in our next section as we look back on the Premier League weekend with uh, broadcast and journalists. Um, Tom Rennie. Hi, Tom. I'm delighted to be here. Why don't you throw me off for the third Champions League draw? That's, yeah, <laughs> do I do five minutes here, then we do it again, and then Chelsea is, get Lille again. That's the, what happens. The moment right? when Pedro Pinto says, didn't they play in the same group together? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the start. Oh, it's the Champions League. Oh, no. Yeah, Arshavin, get back here. That's where it's all gone wrong. Anyway, maybe we should start with uh, Palace uh, Everton. Mm. We were just saying off air that I'm sure uh, a number of Palace fans having a pint after the game last night, thinking... You know, if we made Conor Gallagher a good offer, we made Chelsea like an offer. Like, he'll de- I reckon he'll stay, but I think uh, yeah. we're minded I, to think I, that's not going to happen. I said Martin Tyler, the match commentator, and our old friend. I sent him a text after the match saying, "Could you please stop trying to sell Conor Gallagher on our behalf? <laughs> we're going to keep him." Yeah, I mean, that's it. You, you think you say Tuchel's a big fan, Andy? Yeah? Big fan. He played really well in pre-season. He's having a wonderful season. Absolutely, what Chelsea need. I, I can't believe anybody thinks that they won't mm. use him. He's the sort of player Chelsea would pay fifty million quid for. Yeah. So why 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 would they sell him? What, no, what's that, the point? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of variables with Chelsea, though, isn't there? Right, that we couldn't guarantee Tuchel will be there come the start of next season, the oh, way Chelsea true. have always been. So it doesn't really matter what the plan is currently for August next year because. Uh, there's every chance that Tuchel might lose three games in a row, get knocked out by the mighty Leo in the Champions League, and we've got a, an interim followed by a caretaker followed by some other scenario. So I think he's good enough to play for Chelsea, Conor Gallagher. I mean, it was another incredible, virtuoso, energetic performance. And what mm. you note about him is that he doesn't stop moving. And mm. uh, it seems like, you know, everyone should be like that, but they're not. A lot of players do kind of wander around a little bit, wait for the ball to come in their area. And, you know... I did the Norwich game this weekend and it was similar. He's not as good in any way to Josh Sargent, right? Because Josh Sargent's not a good footballer, but he doesn't stop moving. And so you look at his work mm. rate and you're like, wow, incredible. But then he can't kick a football. But <laughs> Conor Gallagher has the work rate, mm. but then the composure, then the brilliance of the finish. You know, he's always looking for the second ball, the third ball. He's telling people 10 years older than him, give me the ball in this position, then go there. Fantastic performance. Again, he was crucial to the, the victory, but... I do feel sorry for Everton. I do feel sorry for Rafa because the injury list is massive. But then again, he's, he's so often the architect of his own downfall in these scenarios. And a fallout with Luca Dini. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like Ben Godfrey. I think he's a good player, but he's not a left-back. Mm. And I watched him at Wolves a few months ago at left-back. He doesn't know how to play there. And he gave away the mm. first goal to Wolves I that reckon, night. I've got a feeling that Chelsea might have a look at him if Chillwell proves to be out. Oh, well, well, they're um, not that many decent left-backs. Dini, absolutely. I mean, yeah. if, if, Available. If they're going to back Rafa, and they'd be mad not to, because I'm not sure there's too many ex-Real Madrid managers available now, is there, that they could actually get, <laughs> um, then I think Dean would be a fantastic signing for somebody. But the fallout there, I think that directly contributed to, yeah. to their defeat, you know? I think there's part of the, 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 the Everton fan base that don't want to turn it on him because they know that, you know, that some of the problems are, are, are upstairs, not really in the manager's hands. Yeah. But, but they, they were booing start... the substitutions yeah. yesterday, and that's never a good sign, Yeah, and I, I do wonder about, oh, Richarlison's calf injury. Oh, he's in the red zone of calf injury. Like, like, you know, he was, he was a bit high-handed, Rafa, the way he answered that question. You know, fans just don't know. And I just think, 
he had to start well, and he didn't particularly start well. It was a rather middling start of the season, good run of form from Andros Townsend. It's got worse, it's tailed off badly. Mm. You can't then be high-handed with the fans. You've got to manage that situation. And I think there's a reason the Raffers had 900 clubs, uh, and we're seeing it now. They yeah. didn't start playing until they were two, what, until the... They scored no. a goal. Yeah. They, yeah, they gave it a go at the end. But, you know. Should we look at Leicester Newcastle? And uh, I mean, from Newcastle's point of view, you turn up at Leicester, team that played Thursday night, got knocked out the Europa League, yeah. lots and lots of injuries, COVID outbreak. Evans gets injured early on when they haven't got a lot of defenders yeah. anyway, and you still get gubbed 4 0. That's not a good sign. Well, the it? first goal was so crucial in that game, so crucial in all these games, in this little run where they're going to be quite tight, you're going to get a lot of draws, and it's going to take VARs and penalties and luck and, you know, mistakes to, to win. And. It's a penalty in 2021 for James Madison, right? That's that's. I mean, unfortunately, we've all accepted diving is part and parcel of football now. And there's no point me coming on here and railing against diving. Is it a dive? Yes. It's a penalty? Yes. You know, both things are true because the moment Lascelles isn't pulling his foot out of that challenge, Madison's going to jump towards it and get the penalty. It was absolutely crucial. And from that point, I think the big concern was Newcastle just utterly crumbled in that second half. But... I still think they may well be all right, Newcastle. Yeah, I still think they adrift, will be all right. No, yeah, no one's adrift. Yeah, that's they, the thing. The worst awful. thing ever yeah. they came up with was the idea of this clear and obvious thing. Yeah. It should just be. The VAR should look at it. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether the referee did. Have a look at it. And what do you think? You've got the benefit of looking at it yeah. again. But they talk so, so much about the high wrong, bar, then, don't then they? get the guy to look at it, the referee himself. Then you'll get the right decision. But there's clear and obvious. And then you also then have the high bar. So does that reach the high bar for our analysis in order to assert that is a clear and obvious error in which we will then get the referee to go and review it and you think no is it true or false yeah no, was it, it was that's it a foul want. or not just tell me I, yeah. if i made a mistake a massive error here i was talking about man U when you asked me about newcastle i'd like you to say you mean newcastle right and i'd like to say oh i'm sorry rather than you let me wibble on about ralph rangnick for five minutes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but instead they're not helping them <laughs> so you know you want to say oh the referee got it wrong but what help did he have on the field he made a wrong decision and then the bloke wasn't brave enough to say actually I, I think that's probably an error there. But actually, I don't think it was an error because you get things like that in this day and age. Cheating is accepted. Diving is accepted. It's part of it. You're allowed to go over and draw a foul. I would call it cheating. I would call it diving. Yeah. But I lost that argument as all good, honest people did many years ago. I wonder, yeah, Tommy, if LaSalle's reaction, which was pretty kind of, oh, well. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, And in the Newcastle players, no one really complained. I wonder if LaSalle's had stood over Madison yeah. saying, get up or screaming at him and had gone to the ref and said, that's a dive. Whether that would have... It was John Moss, wasn't it? That would have put... That was it? Who was no, it? John Moss did the Man City game. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the referee ref escapes me. But. Oh, that's what... Yeah. Would that referee have then gone over at the money? Would there have been more pressure? Because well, they yeah. seem to accept it The as funny thing about John Moss is that we'll do City in a minute, John but the, Moss, the fans made it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, John Moss was gave the first booking to Jimenez in that game because yeah. the fans were on him because there was a couple of decisions. If it was St James's Park, would it have been given as a penalty? Yeah. Would John Joe Shelby and Lascelles and all the senior players at Newcastle have taken umbrage and said something? They probably would, but there was just an immediate heads drop moment, and that's got to change at Newcastle. Everyone had to be on the referee at that point. And you're right, they just went, oh, well, lost again. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. See you next week. It did feel like that. Tom Rennie's with us. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Tom Rennie's with us in the studio, uh, right on broadcast. We're uh, heading through the Premier League games. We, we better crack on. We've got a lot to get through. Burnley, West Ham. This shouldn't hmm. take long, to be honest. Uh, no, I didn't what? even watch the highlights because I thought to myself <laughs> on the little on my phone because I thought Neil, no, it's not worth. You're a busy it. man. You got things on. That's fair enough. I mean, yeah. I did watch it on your behalf uh, at the full ninety minutes, and I thought that it was a pretty dreadful game of football. Burnley did their Burnley thing and tried to nick it in the last five when they got 
nil-nil in 85 minutes, which was the plan. But for West Ham, Declan Rice was fantastic. Some of the driving runs he does from deep, he wasn't doing that 18 months ago. There's times where he's beating three or four players and getting in the box. But then that in-the-box bit was where West Ham kept getting it wrong. Mm. Antonio's getting shut down. He's, he's right off form in front of goal. There's no replacement striker. Ben Rama's not doing it. Lanzini's not doing it. The story of the game is the fact that Greg Dawson should have got a penalty. Yeah, There's based no- on some of the others that were given this weekend. see if they have a look at uh, Brereton Diaz, who looks like he's going yeah. go well, to go in January. Someone's got Tony Mowbray. If you read the quotes yeah. from Tony Mowbray, I mean, I think they've booked his, his, way, booked his, his cab. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it, it sounds like he's off in January. But that would be, blow. I think that would be the kind of signing that West Ham, if they make it, that's a good 18-month project to get him to become a Premier League-level striker. The, the issue is that... The door is ajar once again. Last year, they missed out on the Champions League by two points. This year, if they do it again, it may well be because they don't win games like Burnley yesterday because there is no striker on the field. But should have been a penalty. Dawson should have got it. Mo Salah would have got it. Dawson didn't get it. And, and that's why we need the Varzar. One guy making this. I think that's a good idea, the Varzar. Um, yeah, Pope played well as well. Just the only other thing to take away from that. Arsenal-Southampton, pretty routine uh, for Arsenal, yeah, despite awesome. the many costume changes of Ralph Harsenhut. <laughs> yeah, they've gone back to coming that out thing, in the conical they? bra for the last five minutes <laughs> when he does material, girl. <laughs> that was very good. Um, but yeah, Abam, it's all been about Abami Young, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Laura Woods chatting about it with the guys this morning. He's, you know, it's, that's only seems to be heading one way, doesn't it? Whether really? he missed the meeting for legitimate reasons or not, I don't know at this point. Whether it, whether Arteta should be of banning Abami Young from playing for whatever the reason was, you know, the issue is that Abami Young right now doesn't fit into this Arsenal team, doesn't fit into the Arteta ethos, and I think what we got against Southampton was probably Arsenal's strongest team. They had Tierney in it. They had Tomoyasu, I think, is really good. Ramsdale's making lots and lots of saves. Party and Xhaka. Lacazette, I think, is their best actual centre-forward. I know Smith-Rowe wasn't there, but insert Odegaard, and that's basically the same player. But the same if sort Caballero of quality. had been playing, I mean, bless him, you know, he's 40, but if yeah. he'd been playing... That's never great when you have to say bless well, him about was, a goal. It's like mean, one of your nan's well, friends. Oh. You know, bless if he, him. If Poor Willie, no, love your fella. If they'd swapped goalkeepers, <laughs> that game would have finished 3-3. It would have done. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how much you can blame Caballero for a couple of goals. I mean, he's not in any way their, their first choice in no, every single scenario. but it scenario, doesn't inspire but... the defence. No. But Arsenal back to their sort of, you know, beat the fodder and lose to the But they were good. Double. They're making incremental improvements. We'll after. see this week, though. This is a very one of the key games of midweek, I think, is against West Ham. I'll be there it? Wednesday, it's yeah. It's going to be on. fascinating to see because so far Arsenal haven't looked good against teams above them. So and West we'll Ham look very happens. good against teams that you've heard of. You know, yeah. if you're a yeah. top six, top seven team, they're yeah. fantastic. So but I, don't beat Burnley. I, I, so, I would yeah. fancy West Ham. Great game. game. But yeah, it'd be terrific. Chelsea Leeds, Andy, you were there. That was another eventful one, wasn't it? were late goals you, I mean Tuchel, Tuchel said you were lucky you felt that they were fortunate I mean yeah. it's really odd they, the, the two games they've won where they didn't deserve to and three games that they've got nothing out of other than two points mm. where they were the better side so it is it's a funny it's a funny thing at the moment but it's not quite right and it's all down to midfield you know the midfield is yeah. great game of football there. though I mean tremendous entertainment yeah. value to watching Leeds I mean, Chelsea at the moment you know, it was, Leeds had a lot of players missing and they still did put up a great show I thought I they, think the they issue played with, some lovely football the issue with Chelsea though is that the Defensively, you mentioned the midfield issues, which are obvious, you know, to not have N'Golo Conte, and that seems like it's only going one way with him right now. The, re- the replacement needs to come in for him with the continual niggly injuries that he's picking up at the moment. But everyone's praising Rudiger, and I love Rudiger. I love the drives down the left-hand side, but he's chaos. He's absolute chaos, the guy. He's popping up right and left. You watch where the Gilhart goal comes from. He's the left centre-half, and he's closing over on the right-hand side. Not to say it's his fault the goals went in, but there's a real lack of... What I would expect from Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea, which is defensive discipline. You know, they're just a little bit gung-ho. Rudiger wins both penalties. I want my, you know, he's a bit like New Luis. I want him to be a good footballer. I want him to contribute going forward. But first and foremost, be a defender. Keep him out. When we're leading the game, don't charge down the left wing. And even the fact he lost his head at the end. 
you know, you could perennially say in every game, you have a tweet ready if you're in the stands, oh, Rudiger's lost it here. <laughs> like, every week it's the same. Just There's, there's a little bit of indiscipline, well, ill-discipline about Chelsea. He probably won't be there next season, I don't Well, £400,000 a week, I'd play anywhere yeah, for that, to yeah, be exactly. fair. And Rafinha, I, I honestly don't understand these players, you know. They, they don't get karma, do they? He starts celebrating and goading us. He's right, right in front of us, and you think, yeah. don't do that, mate. It's, it's very early in the game for this, you, yeah. know, you, you know. But that is the, that's the Leeds attitude, though, right? And that's why they continue to compete in these games, and that's why, I mean, they should have been beaten by Chelsea player for player. You know, you look at maybe Rafinha would get into the, the Chelsea lineup mm. from who played the weekend, and that's it. But they go toe-to-toe, and they do that... Um, tactically, and they do it symbolically. You know, they're willing to, willing to fight every Chelsea fan to get something, and that's why, despite the massive injury list they've still got, they're going to be okay this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, there was trouble that's outside the ground, actually. On the yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Oh, really? Would you it? They had a load of trouble, well, load of trouble getting Wimbling in. Wimbling in, was you? Well, nothing to do with me. No, I saw a lot of Leeds fans said they had real problems getting in. They were being sort of corralled outside. No, this was outside the oh, Indian okay, restaurant right. and Fulham Road. Yeah. Well, they've got previous, as we know. Um, right. Liverpool Villa, uh, what were the takeaways from that, Tom, in your eyes? Uh, I love Emi Martinez in goal. Uh, I think he's just fantastic. He made yeah. so many brilliant mm. saves. I love, a bit like Ramsdale as well, he just loves making saves. And I love it when he makes a save and you just you obviously really enjoyed it. And I think he's one of the best goalkeepers in the league. Um, for Liverpool, I think they would have won it more comfortably if Martinez wasn't in goal. But another one of those ones where it was a penalty. And was it a dive from Salah? Yeah, it was. But was it a penalty? Yeah, it was. Because he cuts across Tyro Mings. The moment Mings makes that tackle, it's going to be a penalty unless he gets the ball and none of Salah. It is a 2021 penalty. And as annoying as that is for some people, I am one of those people. I have more than accepted that is going to be a penalty. I thought it was a penalty. He just could have had one, though. That was, I I couldn't understand why it wasn't. Because there was a discussion on Match of the Day, which was he touches the ball. But it's irrelevant. Rafinha touched the ball in the challenge on Rudiger. Touching the ball is irrelevant Mm. if there's also a foul or a follow-through or a contact. Mm. And he gets the ball with one finger and gets there first. But the other arm takes Danny Hings. It's a clear penalty. He's he's been a bit iffy this season, Alison. He's he's a brilliant keeper. But it hasn't been too costly but he has made some some ricks and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with for me for Liverpool it's all about Salah he's completely indispensable yeah. if they were to lose him which they will which they the will app, yeah the app, then they've got a problem yeah. whereas uh, you know no, right. City don't have that problem no not, not to the same extent losing key personnel um, Manchester City Wolves it was brainless by Jimenez I mean oh. I suppose it's John Moss isn't it as you said for this game he could have said look just calm down oh he should have done just said no, I don't have to you know I should really give you a second right. technically yeah. right because he puts a foot and he kicks the ball but he could have had a word with him yeah. but refs tend not to do that this anymore. is one of those I always think of as an Eric Cartman red card it was a respect <laughs> my authority moment from yeah. John Moss right <laughs> the, the first one it's not a, the first one's not a yellow but he gave it that's, from why, fan he should, that's why he should have given him a warning because yeah. the first one wasn't even a yellow yeah. but he obviously for whatever reason has given it once you've given it well, as soon as Jimenez does that silly blocking of the everyone does it right but as soon as you're on a yellow card in that scenario heated atmosphere you've just got yellow you've got to walk away it was really yeah. brainless but it the first one is not a yellow card it shouldn't be given and if he did say to him Raul come on please don't make me book you just get away from it would it have made the game worse would he have got in trouble with his bosses I don't think so and he no. said he shouldn't have done you walk away but you it know. would have been more sensible I'll tell you what I have he noticed he wound him up yeah Last week, Liverpool, uh, West Ham played City, and then they, sorry, last week they played Chelsea, previously they played City. Uh, Liverpool uh, took played Wolves, sorry, City played Wolves last week, then they played Liverpool this week. What happens is you get the two big teams mm. in a row. Yes. For some reason, it's really odd the way the fixture Well, is. we all know the fixture Watford computer Chelsea randomised and doesn't City. exist. Yeah. Well, it's all planned out, right? So the, so we'll get a, a appropriate games at the appropriate times for the biggest ratings. It's, it's never been a fixture randomizer. 
And there's a reason mm. that Liverpool always play Man City around about the end of April and they play them normally around the end of August, start of September because that's when the, the ratings are going to be highest. That's fair enough. But but on this game, I, I should mention the penalty because I, yeah. I felt like it's been kind of brushed over a little bit. It's just not a penalty. No. In no scenario is it a penalty. Now, I've been trawling the rules uh, and it says it's not a handball. It's not an offence if the ball touches a player's hand or arm directly from the player's own head or body. It hits his side. Yeah. I'm not convinced it does hit his arm. It might brush it, but it doesn't really hit it. It hits his side and comes away. That is an accidental brushing of the arm. Now, people will say, but hold on, it's all about unnatural body position. If the arm goes up, you've got to give it. But that's why you've got to be absolutely sure it does hit his arm, which I am not. Yeah. It was never a penalty no. in a million years. And it was a rubbish excuse from Andre Mariner that they didn't have the footage. And Kilman was more of a penalty. And I tell yeah. you, it is a case for having a pro there because every single pro that looked at that we don't know we we've not played the game but they all went that's a that's a penalty killman he's lent into the ball he's handled it he's deliberately done that yeah yeah, yeah. you know when they didn't give it so you know there is a case for somebody standing there and going well you, you've got that wrong actually definitely deliberately well this that. is why you need the vazar you've got to get the yeah, vazar yeah. someone that sits in hopefully a throne and they sit in the central position in the var room which is like the table we're sitting on now and they're all doing individual games they go to the bloke in the middle and they say oh um, what do you think? What's your opinion? And we get consistency of opinion, which will be a great thing. Yeah. Um, time for, uh, just squeeze the other ones in. Um, United, Norwich, you said you watching that game. Yeah. Um, and again, we had a, a sort of silly penalty in that one yeah, as well. Yeah, very even game. Well done to Norwich in terms of intensity and the way they play. They were very, very good. The issue is that Max Aarons is 21 and Cristiano Ronaldo is 36 and he manipulated the situation fantastically. As soon as he felt that arm on his shoulder, he went down. It was a penalty, no question. Uh, but really impressed by Norwich and the way they applied themselves in the game. Great from Kenny McLean. Great from Yanulis at left back. I thought he was really, really good. Um, and a couple of pot shots at goal, brilliantly saved by David De Gea, who again was Man United's best player. But the reason they won it is because Ronaldo's played 10 million games and Max Aarons is 21. It's very yeah. interesting though. Rangnick, I see like Conte, any wins that he can get while he's getting his ideas across mm. are vital and they and Spurs yeah. were winning before they had disrupted. You, you can and, see already though that I'm yeah. not sure Rashford, is, Rashford's not a striker so that isn't going to work out. The amazing thing is he's actually made Fred look a player so he, may, he must be some sort of coaching genius. Norwich much more competitive under Dean yeah. Smith. They, yeah, yeah. They, they, they said they're a lot more compact and harder to beat, <laughs> aren't they? Um, just very quickly, 30 seconds on Brentford, Watford. It feels like about a million years ago. Again, Andy was there. <laughs> yeah. Another exciting uh, First half ending flat, to that second match. half, typical yeah. game at the community stadium with the crowd will it. Yeah, happen. they do. It's got a great atmosphere. Yeah, there. I think Brentford were always going to win it on the strength of will the longer the game went on. The issue is for Watford, uh, Truth de Kong plays at centre-half. And the longer he plays, you know, with all apologies to him, if he plays 30 games, in the Premier League this season they're going to get relegated they've got to get better defenders offensively good like King like Dennis defensively not good enough The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast Andy have you got any bits for us you'd yeah, like to I see that uh, Brooklyn Beckham's fiance uh, wants children straight away apparently which wow. uh, is about the last thing we need the old grandchildren joining the family firm fortunately I'll be dead by then oh okay <laughs> that's a nice <laughs> nice uh, about 20 years time you, know, you don't see that do we really things I noticed uh, after the Fleetwood Town fans got a uh, song for their winger Paddy Lane. <laughs> I mean, I'd like, I'd like to think, oh, yeah, they, have, I'd like to think they have got uh, a song for Paddy Lane, and uh, good, yeah. whether they sing it to him or not. <laughs> um, we're, uh, a good point was made by one of the listeners. Didn't put his name on there. Um, what about the fans who'd already booked flights to the original draw? Because we know how these things work. People take to the yeah. sort of airlines, don't they? And they think I'm going to get in before the prices go mad, and they're they're kind of ready, sitting there poised to press go. Although I mean, oh, in light of what's problem. going on in the world, <laughs> oh, that's their problem. So have you you're probably booked a 
flight to Spain uh, and to realise that uh, you don't need to. Quite handy if you've obviously booked the train to Lille. Well, yeah, you'd be fine. <laughs> you'd be sitting there. Because <laughs> uh, in case you wonder what we're talking about, they had to redo the Champions League draw, mm. folks. And everything more or less changed. Some... Uh, good, some bad for many clubs, uh, but Chelsea run change. They drew Lille twice, so it's it's meant to be, Andy. Or uh, yeah. normally that'd be a lovely little trip, wouldn't it? Just on the train, on the Corker. train, yeah, it could yeah, be a pleasant but journey. But I think at the moment, I think people are hunkering down a little bit currently. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Andy with me throughout the week. This oh week. yes, he's here for the full five days and uh, yeah we'll be with you tomorrow building up to hopefully plenty of Premier League football and much more if you can join us from one great if not podcasts will be available at around four o'clock you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 